0: The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yes! Go Cowboys!
1: This, this is, is Cowboys, Cowboys Storyline with Nick Eatman. Good morning and welcome to Cowboys Storyline. I'm Nick Eatman. It's Thursday, December 28th. I want to say happy birthday to the boss, Derek Eagleton. Uh, he's not 60 yet. But um, he's not even close to that. But uh, that was a that was Chris's joke, actually. No, not funny. Uh, but don't I don't want to be muted again, uh, like yesterday. No, happy birthday to Derek. He's the one that runs all this show and uh, definitely runs these podcasts. And we're we've been uh, every year. I, I used to joke with him. I was like, "How many podcasts you want?" And he's like, "I'd like to have a full day of podcasts." I'm like, "Okay, well, right now we have two, and then uh, there would be three, and then four, and then." What are we up to, Chris? About eight now. It is a full day of podcast. Chris can attest to that. And um, and I'm, I'm, I'm you know this is the new show of of the bunch. I don't know how many more we can add because we we certainly can't fill out the day uh, more than this. But uh, Cowboy storyline, uh, we're, I'm loving it. Even yesterday's show it was a little crazy. Went back and watched it just to see. You know it was a uh, it was kind of it was kind of a tense uh, moments every now and again. But you know what? That that's okay. Cowboy fans are passionate. I am as well. We had a good time. Uh, hopefully, we'll have another good-spirited show again today. All right. Uh, as for storylines going in, we're just, you know, looking at the injuries, seeing where the Cowboys are. Jonathan Hankins, I'm not really sure he's going to be ready to go. Tyron Smith, I think, does have a good chance, and that that's that's good for uh, everyone, uh, obviously, especially for this uh, offensive line and Dak. Uh, but, but that's, that's going to be a key. You know, obviously the, the lions have a, have a good defense and, uh, they, they like to bring a lot of pressure. So, uh, guys like Aiden Hutchinson off the edge, they are going to need everybody. And, and certainly the Cowboys play better when Tyron is out there. It's always been the case, uh, when he's there. All right. 888-855-2297 is the number to call. We got two people on the line. Let's start it off. Zach in Atlanta. You're first Zach. What's up?
2: Hey, good morning, Nick. Morning. How are you
1: doing? I'm good. How are you? Hey, I'm great. First time calling. Oh,
2: okay. Yes. Hey, man, I listen every day. Just grateful for all the work that y'all do um, online and for us with the podcast. Happy birthday to Derek. Yeah,
1: appreciate that. Um,
2: and with me, yeah, with me listening every day, I got to catch up on a few of your questions. Um, so Thanksgiving, I'm throwing it back. My favorite slash worst memory is Ron Dane running crazy in overtime. Um, to set up the game winning field goal for the Broncos, uh, that was pretty miserable. Mm. But uh, I think the next year, Romo went crazy, so yeah. it balances out.
1: Yeah, um, Terrence favorite, Newman. Favorite
2: football movie.
1: Terrence Newman. Oh, dro- yeah. He dropped an interception that might have won that game. I remember that that one. It was right at the end of the game. He had a chance for a pick six. Oh, man. Yeah. I, that was an interesting was game because that looked like a scrimmage. That the the way the Cowboys were wearing their throwback blues and the way that Denver was wearing their you know they had their whites, it looked like an like a navy and white scrimmage. The, the, these two teams looked identical out there. It was really hard to figure out that that. Uh, that's one thing I remember about that game too. All right, go ahead. Sorry.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You're good. Uh, favorite movie, Longest Yard, the newer one. Yeah. Uh, came out when I was growing up. Just funny, classic Sandler. Uh, favorite cowboy, DeMarcus Ware. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll say Zeke's rookie year uh, is one of my favorite seasons. I mean, just the magic of that season. I think we all yeah. had a good time in 2016. Sure. Um, but we're going to start on a positive note today. You said some great things yesterday that we're playing meaningful football in December and January for the third straight year. Um, when I mean, I'm 30 years old. I can't say that there's been three consecutive years in my fandom That this is this is the case, meaningful football. I'm not ready for the draft yet. Mm -hmm. Let's see where the season goes. Um, You know, it it might be the the road that's pretty hard uh, going on the road to to try and and do some things we haven't done in a long time. But that's okay. We're still in this thing. We have some meaningful football this weekend, and so I'm excited. I think it's going to be a good thing. Um, The question I have for you, so CD. Uh, seems to be the focus of our offense um, and rightfully so he's just having a monster season. Um, but w- what do you think it's going to look like um, to get other players more involved? Cause I, I, I would, I think back to the, uh, the playoff game last year when Pollard went down yeah. and, and there was no more juice. I mean, it was, right. it was gone. Even if we won that game, you know, we talked about it a lot this past year. Um, who, who needs to step up? I mean, I, I love Jake Ferguson um, you know, Cooks has a role. Um but yeah, uh, who who would you say yeah. needs to step up and kind of be that solid number two to C D? And with that, I'll All hang up. Right. Thank All you. All right,
1: thank you, Zach. Appreciate that. First time caller. Um, um I do believe that that the difference from this year is is Brandon Cooks and the combination of of uh, Jake Ferguson. He gives he gives the offense more juice down the field than uh, Dalton Schultz did last year. I think Schultz maybe a little bit better hands, um, maybe and better around the goal line in the red zone. I think he had nine touchdowns last year. He had a couple in the playoffs as well. But I think that from from a standpoint of getting the ball down the field and kind of being more of a playmaker, I think Ferguson gives the Cowboys more of that. And I also believe that Cooks does as well. So um, you know, Tolbert Tolbert made a play, made a play on on Jalen Ramsey. Um, you know, that, that was big. So, um, and Gallup, you know, Gallup is Gallup. He's not, he's not making a, a ton of plays. He's out there. He's running routes. He's doing his thing. He'll, he'll make an occasional catch here and there. And, uh, you know, I, I, I've said before, you know, I'm not giving up on him. I, he's, he's a guy that you, you wouldn't mind, you know, having out there. Um, just because, you know, and I, and I also looked at his money too for, for, for next year. I think there's a lot of people that think that he he'll be gone. Um, I, think, I think he'll probably be back for, for at least one more year. But, but the point is is that uh, I think Cooks and Ferguson give you a little bit more than just double teaming and, and taking C.D. away. But the Cowboys are doing things differently, too, since that 49er game this year, and they really weren't doing it last year, where you know it, it's, it's hard to take C.D. away. I know he, he, he didn't do a lot in that game in the middle of the quarters, but they weren't really taking him away. Um, you know, and, and CD kind of alluded to that the other day. So uh, I think I think it's harder to to um, to just pinpoint on on one player on this offense. And I think if there were an injury, knock on wood, I think they have a chance to to still move the ball and, and, and make plays with the way that, that they're designing it. All right, Marquise is in Virginia. Our next caller.
3: Hey, what's up, Nick? Hey, um, how
1: are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Great.
3: Hey, man, that's good. I don't know who came up with the idea for this show. Whoever did was a genius because <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're going to be in the top two of shows if you're not already allowing fans to call in on a daily basis and talk about the Cowboys things that they do around their friends and family on a daily basis anyway. That is a genius idea. Well,
1: but um, It's kind of been in the works for a little bit. I, like I said, I think a couple of weeks ago, my dad was one of the first people to bring bring it to my attention maybe three years ago. He said, nobody's doing a show like this for for y'all. Y'all need to do this and uh it took a little bit to to kind of get there but yeah we we talked it through and uh you know Derek and I discussed it and so we kind of collaborated on it but yeah i mean uh and and and, I, and i'm glad you said that cuz that's what it is is for for the fans to to be able to have a voice their opinion to call in and uh right. sometimes like yesterday it can get a little heated back and forth but okay. like like i keep saying like my opinion's not not i mean i'm not the judge and jury on this like i, I you guys have an opinion and, and it's and and you guys know the game very very uh, knowledgeable fan base and and the the callers have been I've been very impressed by that by by just what you guys just how ha- you know you guys oh I'm I'm in overseas or I'm in Seattle or or Virginia or whatever and you guys know just as much as people that we see covering the, the team every day.
3: Right. Hey. Well. After the card, do do it here. You go for your
1: dad. Then. I will. I will. We'll, um, we'll get one for pops.
3: Like the last caller said, 12-5 or having three good winning seasons, we have a potential to go 12-5 and five or three years in a row. This is how you build a champion. I think Cowboys fans should really find some peace in that. I know it's been 30 years, but there hasn't been 30 years of the same team. It's new roster yeah. every year, new coaches. Uh, it's too bad that we wasted too much time on the last coach, but right now we have great coaching and we have great personnel. We just have to let it marinate and turn into – a championship team, as it seems like it's about to do, Cowboy Nation. Um, also, I called in, I think a week or two ago, spoke about moving Michael Parsons off the ball. And, and like you said, you really never know what's a running down, what's a passing down. But I think he was much more productive in the game mm-hmm. being off of the ball in what they thought was obvious or right. what they thought might have been. Because having stat lines with no tackles or one tackle for a guy that's that uh dynamic. It's just not it's not good for even his confidence. When you listen to his podcast and you and you and you just think about who he is as a person, he really needs to be involved like like a speedy lamb on offense. Like he needs the ball in his hands. Micah needs action. He needs to get to the ball right. to feel like he's a part of the team. And I and I also wanted to say that um I really think we're gonna win this week. I think we're a better team. Uh I I'll give credence to their uh to their O line. But I just think we're a better team. We're at home. Uh yes Jimmy is coming and those ceremonies, like Big Nate said, doesn't always work out for us, closing Texas Stadium and so on and so forth. But I just think we're a better team and I really don't think that we're as down and out as losing two games in a row may seem like, you know, yeah. for the fans. So uh, I really look forward to us going out there, not only winning but probably dominating and making, you know, regardless of Detroit's record, making people question whether or not they're a legit playoff contender. And, um, you know, last thing, I know we ain't at that point yet, but offensive tackle, linebacker, running back. Those are my three first rounds for the draft, man, so that we can keep building on the championship. All right.
1: Thank you. All right. Lots, a lot going on in that call. Uh, thank you, Marquise. um, this is to keep it moving. Um, I, I agree with, with a lot of that. I mean, again, not not ready to talk draft just yet. And I'm not sure what a win, what a Cowboys win would do for Detroit. I mean, Detroit's kind of hard to figure out because I think for them, they, they, they're all, you know, a lot of fans just still kind of see the, the Lions. And it's hard to kind of take them seriously. Now, their record is serious, and they, they're a good team, and they're probably, you know, beating a lot of uh, teams that maybe have that attitude. But I think I think for sure that that the the Lions are, are a team that that can come in here and win this game. They proved it last year at the end of the season, and I think that kind of carried them on uh, to this year. So should be a fun game Saturday night for sure. All right, Bobby in Dallas is our next call. Hey Nick, uh, first time caller here. All
0: right, hey
4: Bobby. How we doing? Um, let's see. Uh... Favorite all-time Cowboy, I think I got to say Dez Bryant. That's just prime my prime years. Uh, I would say Random Cowboy would be, same period, I would say Lance Dunbar. He was the one. I, I feel like uh, he was always on the cusp there of kind of like breaking free. Yeah. I, I think Jerry really liked him. Um, we always schemed for him. I, I think he just couldn't stay healthy.
1: Yeah. He was little. He was, I mean, he was a little guy, and, and it's hard. It's hard to have a, a long career with that kind of body type, you know, but – um. But, yeah, he was, he was dynamic, you know, when, when, he, when he could get the ball. But it, you're right. He didn't stay healthy that often. Yeah,
4: maybe maybe that will be due spawn, but, uh, but, but we'll see. Um, my, uh, I think my main, my main point here, my main kind of question that I'd like your thoughts on, are I feel like in past years we were able to kind of succumb um, come fighting back um, throughout some of our games uh, when, we, when we were down early. And I feel like the key difference this season – it's the, it's the early miscues, right? I, I think if you think of three of our four, three, three of our key losses, right, with San Fran, I think we you, you had that kind of like that crazy fumble mm-hmm. that didn't go our way that we couldn't recover. With Bills, um, you know, I, I think there's the early penalties and then obviously this past week with the fumble at the goal line. I, I feel like those early miscues are, are really what kills this team. I feel like we can fight back if it's more about, you know, competing with their offense or defense, but – you know, I, I wonder from a coaching perspective, right? I, I know McCarthy tends to be a little bit more laid back throughout the course of the week, and you know that's, you know, I think with with vets like Tyron and stuff that works. But you know, I mean, how how do we fix that? You know, aside from you know coaching these guys not to make the penalties, not to fumble the ball, you know, and I feel like maybe McCarthy's lax, more lax approach, um, you know, might serve the team. Uh, you might might be the certain the cause of uh, some disservice to the team here, so so just kind of want your thoughts on that.
1: All right, um, you know, I, I think you know, why they play 17 games is that to, to have a a big sample size of, of what you know what this team really is, and and so you're right on on the losses, and you go back and, and look at um, you know, uh, Arizona game as well. I mean, I don't know if it about miscues early but but kind of defensive breakdowns letting them letting Dobbs go you know around the edge for a long big gain and things like that so but but the games that they've won you know I mean I think the, the Cowboys are or you know have I don't have it in front of me I know that they they've outscored their opponents by a lot in the first quarter and definitely in the first half so um, you know for the most part I think this team has come out and ready to play and played well And kind of jumped on teams early. When that doesn't happen, yeah, that 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 can be that can be a problem. And and that's 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 a lot of games, you know. When in this league, you know, you you get you build a lead, you get momentum, and you kind of play that way. And so, um, yeah, the Cowboys when and the games that they've lost, they they've they've you know hadn't gotten off to to the great start and had to kind of claw their way back. Sometimes they can, but but a lot of times they they don't. You know, I mean, you look at like that Chargers game. You know, which which I think that game kind of fooled us a little bit. We thought this team was a little different because we thought the Chargers were different. But if you go back and watch that game, um, you know, the Chargers took the ball, went right down the field and scored, like, quickly. And I think the Cowboys went three and out, then the Chargers scored, and you're thinking, oh man, Kellen's in his bag, it's going to be all day long, and then the Cowboys were able to, to kind of withstand that early punch, and, and Dak scored and all that, so... Um I I'm, I'm just saying I, I think I think you're right you you're you're looking for a trend in the losses and that is one but I don't know if it, it's one where you would say this is what they are because I think the offense the offense has been good or the this team has been good in the first half and even in the first quarter so that's the key you know they can they can do that more more often than not and I think it happens a lot at home then certainly you know that that would that would help them get some momentum that they need to, to carry on. All right. Brian in Kansas city is our next call. Brian. Good morning, Nick. Good morning. How are you? I'm all right, sir.
5: I was listening to the, one of the previous callers and asking like, who's our number two, you know, who's got to be the big number two yeah. behind CD. Cause he's such a clear number one. And you know, in watching, it seems to me like it's Ferg, it's Ferguson yeah. is the guy like, and he's the one with the attitude, like he's getting up and got a little swag. You know, yeah, yeah, he's he's in people's faces, you know, yeah, yeah. he's signaling the first down, and, you know, nobody's nobody's going to have more attitude than him on the field. So I, I think that's what has to continue to keep some of the pressure off of CD so he can get open. And like you said, they're lining them up everywhere, which helps us a lot in getting him open, even though everybody knows he's going to get the ball. Right. So, hey, I wanted to just say this is a time of year you like, you know, maybe we all reflect a little bit and look back. I want to just say, thank you for the show. Um, you know, a lot of, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of times at the end of the day, when I look back and say, what do I have to be grateful for? Right. I look back and I say, you know, I got to talk to my friends Chris beam and Nick Eatman mm-hmm. and hear my fellow fans. So thank you there again and have a great day. Brother. Uh-huh.
1: Thank you, Brian. Appreciate that. Good stuff. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, th- it, you're right. You know, the perspective of, of this show and, uh, you know we 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 have a good time with it like I've said it's always been it's always been fun and uh you know we 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 celebrate the uh the first time callers all the time but but really this show the backbone of the show is the ones that that call a lot and 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 you know provide good perspective and and you guys kind of tend to know each other a little bit you kind of know you know maybe you follow each other on social media but also you know when you call you kind of know kind of what to expect and and uh that that that's been a really fun part for me so so I don't want to I don't want to put put you guys and in, in think that oh uh, we're not we're not we don't care about the ones that call the time because those are the ones that really make the show and, and guys like Brian as well Ronnie in New Jersey same thing Ronnie is up next. Good morning Nick how you been? Good how are you doing man?
6: Not too bad not too bad. Okay. Nick uh, I wanted to ask you I, I heard about um, how Jerry Jones and Steven, and Stephen Jones they send in the I guess to the you know to the committee. About all the holding calls that haven't been called on Micah Parsons, is there anything that can come from that? Because from what I heard, thirty-eight quarters, yeah, without Micah Parsons getting a holding call, yeah. thirty-eight quarters without getting a holding call, and 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 how 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 is that even possible when the guy with a white hat is right in front of them? Like he sees the hold, I get, he's right in front of the quarterback. He's looking at him. The hold, the, like they're so obvious. Is there any repercussions that these guys, or is this just like whatever? Like nah. you know, they just uh, they missed it. They what missed it. This?
1: Yeah, that, that's it. I mean, they, they missed it. I mean, uh, thirty-eight quarters. I, I I don't have an answer for you. I really don't. I mean, I I, I he's he's. I don't know where he ranks in, in the league in pressures. But he's got over eighty. That's that's probably one of the, you know, it's probably leading the NFL if if it's not. And and that's a little tricky because teams that you know can teams can figure out they, they they decide on their own what a pressure is. So I don't know if it's an official stat, but but you know, I mean, yeah, he's he's been he's all over the he's all over the quarterback, and, and he never gets a holding call. So yeah, I I, I cannot give you an answer on that.
6: But well, what I'm saying is, it's like for us. It's upsetting as a fan to see it. I mean, when I watch the games on TV, I see them and and they're obvious. And the ref is right there and they look at him. I see their eyes focus on him and they don't throw the flag. I mean, that's where, you know, where I start thinking, like, listen, we have all types of fans. There's some fans that have uh, conspiracy theories and all this stuff. That's where I'm like, man, like, it's got to be something against. The Cowboys, because it's more like against us that I see that they miss calls like that, and against a player that's this great, and is always attacking and he's always being held. Uh, face mask. I mean, their they guys are putting their hands on his face mask, and they don't call this. And but yet, if it's one of the Cowboys, we were to do that to one of their players, like they'll throw the flag. That's where it's upsetting. And like this game, this last game, man, they held them so much. And I can't believe they didn't throw one flag. And these were game-changing plays where, yeah. where this guy, uh, Tua, was getting off the ball by like a split second, and the guy's being held. Come on, man. Well. That's why, like, it's just upsetting as a fan. Well, it's why? upsetting
1: for, for for Micah, too. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe he's I, – I have to think that him him talking as much as he has is not helping things. It just doesn't. Um should that be the case? No, but it is. It is. I mean, he he he, and he he did it again yesterday. So he's still he's still talking about it, and that's that's just kind of I don't. I mean, but it hasn't helped. It hasn't helped. I mean, seems like the, the extra awareness for the officials. I mean, it's nothing's nothing's really happened with this. So maybe it will. All right, let's go to Irwin in Denver. Is that our next call, Irwin?
6: Hey, Nick, what's going on?
1: How are you doing?
6: Doing great. Hey, uh, well, I've been kind of listening to some of these callers talking about Micah Parsons not getting the calls and everything. And, I mean, it's clearly obvious what's going on there. I think the biggest thing that could help Micah Parsons is these other guys, these other defensive linemen stepping up and doing their job and kind of helping out. Because it
5: really yep.
6: like, last few games that we really haven't seen that pass rush you know from what we really saw at the beginning of the season i mean really if you think about these other guys they need to start doing a better job of holding up their side of the bargain you know uh, and helping michael parsons out a
1: little bit yeah i i totally agree with that and uh you know i someone called yesterday and said demarcus lawrence is the best defensive lineman on the team and all that and we can stop the run but Somebody's got to step up with I mean, because he's getting double teamed. Mike's getting double teamed. Mike's getting a lot of attention, obviously. And you don't you're not seeing it across the line of somebody else needs to be taking advantage of this. Five and a half sacks for Dorrance Armstrong. It's still kind of a quiet five and a half sacks. D Law's got four. Fowler, Sam Williams. I mean, where where are these guys? These guys need to be stepping up as well. And and so I agree with you. I, I think that that's something that's getting lost in all this.
6: Yeah, that's I agree with. You 100%. Thanks a lot for taking my call, Nick. Yeah, have a great
1: day. All right, have a good one. Thank you, everyone. All right, um, let's keep it rolling here. We got Ali. Ali's on the line. I think he's traveling, he's in Africa.
7: Hi, Nick. What's up? Happy Happy holiday. Wishing you the best health for you and family. Thank you. I'm in the Currently in Masaya Mara National Park in in Kenya.
0: Kenya. Wow.
7: Yeah. So I'm a a wildlife photographer. Wow. But the Cowboy Nation, good news. It's like around like 7.30 here. Today, it was a pride of lions. They got up late in the afternoon. They were going to go hunting. And they come across a bunch of buffaloes. Uh Uh-huh. And all the buffalos, they got together and chased all the lion out. So they couldn't get to eat. I know Cowboys going to win this, this Saturday.
1: All right. Because they, they were in, chasing the
7: lions. Yeah. Buffalo together, the lion doesn't go near them. You know, individually, yeah. But if the team, they play together. Wait, hold on. Cabo,
1: w- was it a pack of lions or just yeah, one lion? Because if it's one lion, Micah's the lion. But if it's a team of lions, that's a good thing, right?
7: No, oh, it's a pride. Usually they have a bunch of decoys, and they have one or two big hunters. They're mostly females.
0: Okay.
7: So they, it was, I think, count. of 14, 14 or 15 lions. you They right. had a, a young one, but they usually succeed. But the buffaloes were no part of it. Okay. So I think that was... So I've got a couple of pointers for you, and I've got a trivia. Okay. I haven't watched the two passing two games. I've been out of the country. I think Pollard is going to have a great game. The guy's been insulted. I saw a little highlight. He's going to get in the end zone. Mm-hmm. And I think if the Cowboys keep running the ball, they're going to give a less position to Detroit. And time of position is very key. Second, I think, if, uh, I think personally, McCarthy deserves the second year. Or second chance because Dak never played this good under any coaches. So they they we got great coaches, but at the same time I think it's too early to say get rid of this, get rid of that. We are we are lucky. Usually it's like the previous caller, we got to build with what we have and enjoy the ride. And here is my trivia: All The right. Cowboys is the only team. They went to playoff for either 19 or 20 years, okay. except it's two playoffs. One was 1974, okay. and what was the, the, the second? At the same time, which team did beat them in last minute of the game to kick the Cowboys out of the playoff?
1: In 74?
7: No, 74, it was one year. Between the 20 years, that missed two playoffs. Yeah. One was 74. And one... you got
1: 84? 80- no, yeah. 84.
7: Yeah. yeah, perfect. And which team beat them in the last minute of the game?
1: Oh, man. I, I, I don't know. Was, I, I don't know if it's – I don't think it's Washington. It Philly? No. Philly? Dolphins. Oh, Dolphins. Dol- yeah. Yeah.
7: That was my first game I uh, went to
1: Miami. That, not, that's right. That was – yeah. That, nine, yeah. 28-21 what? on Monday Night Football. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot I, I forgot that was the last game of the season. Knocked him out of it, the playoffs. That was a weird game. Yeah, two first. <laughs> It's just like,
7: the- Man. I was so sick as a dog driving home. It was so, it, it, it's so, so when you go to this event, it just break your heart when they lose, you know? Yeah. But anyways, All right. love you, bro. Good Thank call. You, bro. Appreciate it. And we talk soon.
1: All right. Have a good one. Thank you for the call, Ali. Safe travels there in Africa. Watch out for those lions. That's what the Cowboys are trying to do here. Bob is in Rio Grande Valley. Probably not, probably a little different hey. than Africa.
8: Yeah, Nick, most definitely. It, uh, I look out my window here and I see the big, uh, green jays playing in the, around the theater. It, uh, I don't see any lions or hyenas or Buffalo. No, no.
1: Uh, so I love about this show. It's, it's all, it's all over the place, all over the map. Literally.
8: One, a couple of things. First of all, I want to pay you a compliment that, uh, I want to compliment you for your patience. Oh man, it, uh, no with, one's ever done that. Some of these phone calls that you were getting yesterday, I uh, tell you what, I don't know how you do it. The steam would have been rolling out my ears. Yeah. But uh, here's here's the second thing. It uh, and this is what I'm looking at it, uh, for the remainder of the season, and I'm very optimistic. Uh first of all. There's a difference between us and San Francisco. San Francisco is scooping up every player that they can. They're trying to buy a championship. The Cowboys, they're trying to build a team to win a championship. And we knew at the start of the season that we didn't have a lot of depth in some areas, that we had a lot of youth, not a lot of experience. And we were going to be dependent upon uh, staying healthy. And I think a lot of the – uh game planning and and calling and whatever uh has been in the area of trying to keep us healthy and I think pretty much McCarthy's done a good job of doing that.
0: You're right.
8: We we uh uh this this is a big game I mean if it is it uh uh I I took a lot of <coughs> <coughs> excuse me. All right. I took a yes yeah, sir. I took a lot of of uh, uh, soulless in the in the last game against Miami, I, we very well had a a good chance of putting it together there and winning that ball game. It was, we just happened to score a little bit too soon. That's all. Yeah. And against the Lions, it uh, I, I think there's a, a I think we match up very well against them. I think there's a good chance that we're going to beat them and beat them resoundly. Uh, and so we're going to have to go on the road for the playoffs. We know that already. Well here's the situation is. It football is a game of inches. And it's also a game of which way the ball bounces. All we need in the playoffs is to get that break against a good team on the road and all of a sudden flash, the team catches fire and they could go all the way. It uh we don't know. That's the reason why we're fans, that's the reason why we follow the Cowboys. And I tell you what, win or lose, I'm gonna follow your show because I think it's a damn good
1: one. Oh, Have a great day. Bro. Appreciate it. Thank you, Bob. Yep, it's uh You know, it's one of those things where you know it's how the like how the ball bounces. What's well, what you we're just saying. You know, you do look at some of these losses, and and, and just weird plays happen. You know, and twice this year. In, in games that they've lost they've been you know inside the one yard line in the one inch line it seems like and didn't score you know schoonmaker's touchdown they got called back against Philly uh when he just didn't get in and then of course Pollard as well and then you look at those games and how one possession you know losses and how they they come back to haunt you you know and uh you know if you, if you go back and think last year's game against Detroit You know, we we focus on the wins. I mean, I'm sorry, on the losses and the plays that didn't happen in the losses. But sometimes you kind of forget plays like that happen in in your wins, too. And if you remember that Detroit game last year, middle of the year, it was the first game Dak came back from the thumb injury. And Micah Parsons made a play where he chased down the tight end right at the one-yard line. And then the next play, they forced a fumble at the one. I think it was Tank that came in there and they forced a fumble. And that changed the whole course of that game. And the Cowboys were kind of reeling a little bit there. So so just remember that it kind of it, – it should balance out. It doesn't always balance out. But a lot of times when you think, man, these ball doesn't bounce their way, sometimes it does. You know, there, there's some games I'm sure we can go back and there's games that they've won this year that, that you know, a play or two here and there are a penalty early in the game kind of changed the course of it. So uh, obviously the Cowboys losing two straight. They'd like to, you know, change that course this week. All right. Omar, he's in Mexico City. What's up, Omar? Hey, Nick, how are you? Good, how are you doing? All good, thank you. First time caller. All right.
9: Uh, let me start with some flowers. It's amazing the job you're doing with the show. Uh, it's so good to uh, hear from other fans around the world, around the, the country, and sure. make it from Mexico City. Yeah, so congrats. It's really good. You're making a, a cultural society, and it's really nice. And second, a quick story, I got to meet you and Brian Brothers in London, actually, back in 2014.
1: Oh, okay. So that was,
9: yeah, yeah, I was living in London at the time. I've been a huge fan of okay, my entire life. And I was there starting the year and I got to, to the walkthrough they did at the stadium and the game. And actually, uh, also a shout out to the UK fans. I mean, they're doing an amazing job. Yeah. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. So also, guys, uh, if you have any cool stories uh, from that trip, and second, I mean, uh, it's really nice from Jerry that he gave a shout out to Mexico, saying that if the Cowboys uh, get to play elsewhere, it would be Mexico City. For sure, won't be next year, but maybe in two years. And it's crazy the fandom here in Mexico. Uh, they love the Cowboys. You see gear all over the place. So I'm sure it's gonna be a nice uh, home field for the Cowboys.
1: Yeah, we so have
9: Again, thank you. Yep.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Omar. Appreciate it. We haven't played in Mexico City. In uh twenty twenty something year, twenty two years, I think it was two thousand one. Cowboys played a preseason game there. I like got the first time I, I went to Mexico, only time I've been to Mexico, I think. And uh, yeah, played played the Raiders there. That was uh, that was interesting. Um, just this that that stadium, um, and it was we played five preseason games that year. I think we played the Raiders twice in the preseason that year. One of them. We did in Oakland, yeah, and then yeah, just did. and then down there in uh, in Mexico, but um, yeah, it was back to back years where we went international in Tokyo in 2000 and Mexico, uh, in 2001, and and uh, yeah, you know, we've uh, there's a lot of talk, there's a lot of talk about maybe going to London again or maybe Brazil's on, you know, there and in, in Mexico City, I mean, that would be wild though to play a regular season game in Mexico, the fans, if, oh man, the fans would it would go crazy, uh, so we'll see we'll see what happens um we'll see if the cowboys are have a chance to to do that and and uh, be also you know be neat to to travel again overseas for sure all right uh arthur in spring texas good morning nick how are you sir good how are you doing i'm doing well
10: hope you and your family have had a great holiday and uh all right continue and hope that you uh you have a prosperous new year yeah um I'm getting ready to throw throw a big curve. (laughs) There was was a conversation going on on the break the other day about Mozzie and the amount of weight that he's lost. Um, Obviously, he's not heavy enough to be able to play on the interior of the defensive line. And it seems like to me that, okay, he's already coming down on his weight. Uh, I, I was thinking, what about letting him continue this this downward decline on his weight? Maybe let him try to settle in at about somewhere between 250 and 260, 65, and put him at a linebacker spot. And And his, his containment area would be from tackle to tackle. I mean, because it's obvious that, that he's having issues with coming off of the ball On time, so put him in a position where he doesn't have to be concerned with uh, uh, with whether or not quickness matters. That you just put him in a spot where all he's doing is running from tackle to tackle and making sure that nobody leaks through, and he he don't have enough strength to keep big big uh, guardsmen, big tackles off of him. So. All right, like I said, it's it's a moonshot. Yeah, it's
1: it's an idea. That's a curve. Uh, It's a curveball, like you said. I'm gonna like like I would do with a real curveball. I'm gonna swing and miss on this one. Uh, I'm gonna miss that. I I don't see that um, because you know he's okay. He's a young player, and and these these defensive linemen, defensive tackles, they they got to figure this out, and it's not it's not easy to do. I don't think you do a dramatic drop to to linebacker, and also linebacker is different position too. It's there's an awareness factor here, and you and you've got to study. You've got to, you've got to, it's a different position, especially for a guy that has already said he didn't like football. Now whether whether or not that was tongue in cheek, I don't know. I didn't like the comment when I heard it. He said I like to hit people. I don't like I don't like to play football. I'm I don't like football. It's like to hit people. Maybe he was joking. I don't know, but that didn't really sit well with me because, you know, it 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 takes a commitment 7 days a week to be a good football player. And to be a linebacker, to be a defensive tackle is completely different. Um he's there. He's there. He just he's just got to they're just figuring out there with every defensive lineman, it's do you need a little less weight here? Would that make do would would you need more weight? What, what you know? What do you need to be effective? And I don't know if the strength and the weight is really the issue as much as it is getting off the ball, recognizing things and li- playing linebacker. To me, just doesn't seem like that would be uh, th- that. That is very far fetched. I don't. I don't think he's anywhere close to that. I think. I think that they're still figuring out where they're going to pl- play him at, at tackle and also. That he he wouldn't have the kind of speed and agility that you want at that at that position. I mean, you 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 need guys to be able to chase sideline to sideline. It'd be a different position for sure. He's going to be a defensive tackle. They're going to have to you know get him at the right spot, right weight, and all that so he can play it. All right, Anthony in Miami is next. Hey,
11: what's going on, my dude? Good yeah, man.
1: The- how, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great,
11: man. Two days off, man, after working on all these 12s. I tell you, I'm tired, man. Then going out of town last week, even though it was a great trip, you know. Um, I just wanted to back to back to, uh, to say something, listening to the calls, listening to the show live today. Yeah. Um, um, I'm enjoying the calls. I enjoy the calls on, on my shows, which are Storyline and Hanging with the Boys. Seven years strong, hanging the boys from day one. And watching you on there was like the icing on the cake because uh-huh. I always said you were one of my favorite. And then for me to have an impact with you so, the first time, you know what I'm saying, yeah. you were on there. And yeah. then for the cake, I just want to throw this out there to Cowboys Nation. Even when I spark-plugged this thing with you, I talked about me and my love for the Cowboys right. and what I expected. Y'all got to remember, Cowboy fans, you know what I'm saying? The ones who are always optimistic. But I, I, I'm going to put you to the side for a minute. But the ones who are counted down and we've never seen anything. We're young. You guys are old. and You've seen Super Bowls. You see the Cowboys damn every week on TV. If you've ever been in that stadium, you know it's electric. Yep. You know the love for us. If that doesn't do it for you and we're still winning, I don't know what is. The teams that just won Super Bowls haven't won. The 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 Chiefs are supposed to be the next dynasty, but well, they're not really a true dynasty because they got two and they're kind of falling off unless they come bounce back. But they haven't won in over what 50 years. The team you just played over 50 years since you beat them in 71. Then they went 72, 73. The Eagles, your rivals, never really won nothing. And, and the 49ers, they haven't won one since you. You won one, you know, 95 yeah. and 94. What I'm trying to say is the Cowboys have a chance, man, to do something great. They still have a chance to win the Super Bowl. The, the 49ers are not unbeatable. Stop, we got to stop saying if we get there, we're done. We are done. We are out. Let's not even play because they're going to beat us How? They they've been, but they haven't won. So stop thinking they're world beaters. You know what I'm saying? Now the media, look at our shows. Look at the shows. I said I listen to all the shows. I am so impressed by Nick Smith. I'm so impressed by Kyle. I'm so, you know I love my show. My guys, Jess, Nate, Kurt, Shannon, and, and Broad. I love Broadus, Mr. Broadus. Mm-hmm. And one more person I love, and y'all need to watch her and listen to her, and I love how Broadus is taking her under her wing, that's young Miss Aisha. We get information we're ready for Cowboys games. That's what you don't listen to the hate on the national shows. Listen to our shows. Build up our media. And that's all I want to say, right. man. Let's enjoy this ride, man. Let's right. enjoy this ride. Thank right. y'all for doing what y'all do for us. Right. Anthony, love you, Bean. All
1: right. Thank you, uh, Anthony. Good uh, good call. You're right. Uh, a lot of a lot of different voices on our shows, uh, all day long. And and I and I said that earlier. About you know the creator of all this Derek it's his birthday today i wanna you know some some people don't uh hear the first of the show, so i wanna make sure and put <clears throat> sorry put that out there um but uh yeah i i appreciate that and, and you're right we got we got a lot of a lot of different voices in uh top to bottom you know on on each day um uh, and and you're right, aisha is doing a really good job there she uh she's in the locker room every time it's open and and she she hustles she goes and talks to Anyone that's there at their locker, she, she, there's no way her and uh, Jess Navarrez. Nobody talks to more people in the locker room than those two. So they they really do, and, they, and that they've taken to the show and provide a, a good insight there with uh, Nicole Hutchinson and Christy Scale. So yeah, that that show um, that show's doing really well. Girls talk, boys talking. Uh, it's the it's the anchor of of the shows all day long. It's the last one of the day, but uh, they certainly do a good job. All right, let's go to Tony in Atlanta, Tony. Mm-hmm.
12: Hey, hey, Nate, what's going on, buddy? Hey good man,
1: morning? how you doing?
12: Great. How about yourself? Great. Good, 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 good. So I wanna give a tribute since you, uh since it's Derek's birthday. I wanna give him a tribute, an uh, ode to him. Then I'm gonna give an ode to another dot com contributor, uh, Jock Taylor. So the ode to Derek is this. I know how much you terribly miss uh Derek's uh daily uh season. Uh, 15 episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 31 of the break. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
12: I know how much you terribly miss it. Uh, so in the tribute to Derek, I'm just going to, every time I call in, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you uh, how many times I've called.
1: Okay. So what is this? Call,
12: this is call number three for me. All right. All right. So I don't get a signal or anything like that from call number three, but it's call number three. So that's my tribute to Derek. <laughs> yeah. All right. So my tribute to JJT is this. You know, he has a, a thing that he regularly uses. Uh, which is sports excluded, right? So three weeks ago, maybe, two weeks ago, you know, there was a whole lot, of, well, not a lot of discussion, the but there was a report uh, about, you know, a McCarthy extension, right? I mean, 10-3, we were, yeah. we we're riding high, and everything was just lovely. Now we've lost two games in a row with and 10-5, and I'm listening to the fan this morning and another contributor, Bobby and Choppy, are talking about uh, a list you know, a uh, potential coaching casualties at the end of the year. Uh-huh. And while he was not near the top of the list, McCarthy's name was on it somewhat lower than, you know, some of the expectants like Washington. and So, forth. <laughs> so I say that, and it got me to thinking, like, you know, as crazy as it sounds, you know, we, we know, I mean, Detroit's going to be a tough, a tough out, even though it's a home game or tough at home. They're going to be a tough out this Saturday. And then we know, you know, in Washington, crazy things happen up there, right? So, there's a crazy chance that we can lose four games in a row to end the regular season, and then, you know, we're going on the road in the tournament, Uh, could be at Tampa Bay, could be at New Orleans, wherever it is, and, you know, there's no gimme that we're going to win that game, and then, there's the possibility, as crazy as it sounds, and I'm optimistic. I'm not, you know, pessimistic that Doesn't sound all. like
1: it. It sounds like you got him in a five-game I mean, losing streak.
12: <laughs> but, you know, just what they were talking about this morning just got me to thinking about, you know, just that possibility. It's not far yeah. pitch at all. And, you know, losing five games in a row got me to think like, okay, I like the program that McCarthy has built, right? I mean, I think it's a solid program over the course of the last – even if you include the COVID year, that was bad. But the program and what he's built, I feel like it's been good. And I feel like even if something like that were to happen, I feel like you just let the program build, right? Yeah. You know, but I just wonder if Jerry, Steven, and, you know, just, you know, well, I mean, they, they make the decisions, really, Jerry, for the most part. But in the season, they make the decisions. And would they just be taken over by a five-game losing streak on the heels of feeling so good about things would they just just pull a trigger you know just in my in my mind overreacting you okay. know and maybe even over correcting to keeping Garrett you know for all of those years which to me I I never felt like Garrett was there too long but that's a whole other conversation yeah. but I just want to get your thoughts all
1: right there. well thanks for the call Tony um you know that's that's kind of you know that would that would be a, a bad thing. Obviously, to lose five straight games and to end the season of a, when you're ten and three, uh, so yeah, that w- that would be bad, and that would change that would change the 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 narrative. It would change perspective. So uh, I can't tell you what what that would look like. It wouldn't be good. I mean, whatever list that you're talking about, he would be on it, and he would be on it higher because we 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 know that that that's that was been that was been an issue. Is that you know that they need to take another step, and they certainly. Wouldn't do that. Um, how it ends is, is is obviously going to be. That's the case for every team. Every team, and that's trying to make decisions in the off season, whether it be changing their coach or their quarterback or just other key personnel moves. It's all all about how it ends and and how, what you have to go go into the next season and what you have to sell to your fan base and your sponsors and all that stuff. So, yeah, it's 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 big. But you know, as it stands right now, this team is. Is you know I I don't know if they're, they're not riding high they've lost two in a row but but they're in good position and I think they're one of the best teams in the NFL that's what it looks like right now so but yeah you lose you lose this game and if you lost to Washington and because you got to remember if you lose this game and Philly wins then you can't win the division you can't go anywhere worse than five so really the Washington game wouldn't matter you're gonna play Cooper Rush maybe Trey Lance and that's probably what's gonna what's gonna happen uh, and just get yourself ready for the for the playoff game so. Uh but you know let's end all that and win this week and then we do not have to worry about it. All right Brian in New York's our last caller, Brian.
13: Hey Nick, how you doing?
1: Good. What's up?
13: Listen, uh I've been a fan since 1981.
1: Okay.
0: I've
13: been listening to you since you've been on the air. I just wanted to tell you a quick story.
0: Okay.
13: Uh favorite player is Emmitt Smith, favorite football movie is Remember the Titans. Yep. Uh I flew down in uh 2001. The first game after nine eleven against the Chargers. And I pulled into the parking lot a couple of days before the game. I got a chance to meet Preston Pearson. wear a Super Bowl ring for a minute or two. Real nice guy. Had on my uh, Randy White jersey, as a matter of fact.
0: Okay.
13: Uh, walking around, some of the players were collecting money for the Salvation Army for nine eleven, And I got a chance to take a photograph with the offensive line, Solomon Page and a few of the other guys. Okay. I walked into the pro shop, and somebody had ordered a custom Larry Allen jersey, a blue one. Never picked it up. They gave it to me for half price. Nice. And as I'm walking out of the pro shop, here comes Larry Allen. Walked up to him, told him I was from New York. His mouth dropped. Signed my jersey, took pictures with me, stood there and talked to me for about five minutes.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. Five-minute conversation with Larry Allen? Five minutes. I don't know, man. I, you, you were looking good till so that five minutes with Larry Allen. I, I'm serious. I covered him five for minutes. about eight years. I, I, I talked to him for two. Sorry.
13: Five-minute conversation with great. Larry
1: Allen.
13: One of the nicest guys you ever want to meet. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah.
13: And I just wanted to say one other thing, something I disagree with you said earlier. Okay. I think Mike needs to complain because this doesn't change if he doesn't complain. Him staying quiet about not getting holding calls won't change it. He has to complain about it. That's the only way it's ever going to change.
1: Well, maybe there's a better way to do it then. Maybe there's a better way to say it and don't call him out as much as he's done. Um, that
13: I agree with. But this thing has to continue well, because it's ridiculous. 38 straight quarters
2: is ridiculous.
1: Well, just keep, just keep going to the quarterback, you know, and just keep doing his thing. And, and uh, you know, he said he's not going to flop. He doesn't flop. He doesn't put his hands up. <laughs> not going to do that because that, to him, gives up on the play. And, you know, he feels like he, he's going to keep going. And and, and and I appreciate that. But, uh, yeah.
13: First time call, too. So let me get my – here we go.
1: Peace there we go. All right. All right, Brian. Appreciate Thanks that. Thanks for the call. Uh, talked about that Charger game. That was um, – that halftime of that game was a, a Ring of Honor ceremony for Bullet Bob Hayes, which many people thought took a long time for him to get into the Ring of Honor. Uh, speaking of – Jimmy Johnson going into the Ring of Honor Saturday night. Uh it's been a long time as well. Uh Jimmy and Jerry will get together and I'll have a press conference I think before the game. This should be interesting to hear some stories and kind of hear how all this finally came together. Many of you guys think there's a curse that'll be lifted. We'll see. Uh I don't believe in that, but I do think it'll be, you know, he he's he's definitely deserving to be in the Ring of Honor and so that's where he's going to be. And also speaking of a long time, uh, Darren Woodson who's been on the show a few times, congratulations to him. He's a finalist, once again, for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. 15 finalists, modern era finalists, and they'll be paired down to 10, and then maybe he's a part of the five. If you look at the list, there's a chance. There's a chance for Darren to, to get in this year, and he's right there on the doorstep, and we're all going to be pulling for him for Woody to get to the Hall of Fame. All right, that's it for Cowboy Storyline today. We'll be back tomorrow to talk... One more time about Cowboys and Lions to get you ready for that game. For Chris Beam, I'm Nick Eatman. We'll see you tomorrow on Storyline.
5: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
0: about this, Cowboys? Yeah!